My dear confraternity members, we have, of course, had several deaths in our parish just in the last five weeks or so. Liz Gladden passed away on December 12th, Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Patricia Schneider on January 4th, and then John Freddie uh, Thursday, January 18th. And I wanted to point out what it says in the rule because both Pat Schneider and John Freddie were professed members of our confraternity. And it says, the death of a member of the confraternity shall be announced as soon as possible to the other members of the chapter. If opportune, they should, they should personally attend the obsequies for the deceased. Uh, within eight days after notice of death, each member of the chapter shall recite five decades of the rosary, assisted mass once, and receive holy communion for the soul of the deceased. So we encourage you to do that for both, especially for Pat and John Freddie, to recite the rosary, the repose of the soul of that each of them, and attend Mass, receive communion also for the repose of the soul of each of those members. So the thought of death then is in our minds as we pray for our dearly beloved departed, reflect upon death and the fact that one day it will be us, one day it will be our turn, and perhaps sooner than we expect. And in that regard, I would like to read to you a little bit, at least, of a statement made by a saint named St. Joseph Fossil in view of his eventual death. So he was a priest in France, I'm sorry, in Italy, in Turin, who was, uh, uh, lived at the same time as St. John Bosco. And I came across an interesting book, and I didn't know much about St. Joseph Cafasso, so I thought I'd read this book. And the book on St. Joseph Cafasso, very small, very short, and it is primarily a collection of two eulogies, panegyrics, delivered by St. John Bosco. So St. Joseph Cafasso died, I believe, on the 23rd of June, 1860. The first of these sermons was delivered by St. John Bosco to the boys and the priests of the oratory that he founded on July the 10th, so that would be a couple weeks later. And then the second was delivered in August, sometime in August, a couple months later, to a large gathering of priests that said there were 300 priests there. And uh, St. John Bosco again, again gave a sermon on the life of St. Joseph Capasso. Joseph Capasso died at a young age. He was only 49 when he died. But to read about what he accomplished is incredible. And one of the main things, he was a teacher. He founded a seminary for priests to uh, continue their studies. And he worked with the poor, worked in parishes, heard confessions for hours. He wrote several books. And he is known as the priest of the gallows because he was once called to be present for some criminals that were going to be executed. There were four of them. And he exhorted them and he offered to hear their confessions, etc. Three of the four 
dying penitent, went to confession, prepared for death, because they were all Catholics and Italians. The fourth one refused to go to confession and died impenitent. And that struck him so much that he went before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament and said, I will give my life to save these souls. And he dedicated himself to hearing the confessions of and counseling and working with prisoners on death row. And there were some 50 or so that he um, administered to before their execution. And not one of them, after that first incident, so now he officially is approved as the priest for these uh, prisoners who are going to be executed, not one of them died impenitent at that point on. Quite an amazing story. Uh, again, I learned many things about his life. But what I wanted to read was a section called, um, It is His Prayer, and he wrote this kneeling at the foot of the crucifix. And I don't know how many years it was written before his death, but it was written in view of his eventual death. And he begins, Great God, prostrate before thee, I accept and adore that sentence of death which thou hast pronounced over me. I stand awaiting the coming of my last hour, and knowing that it may come upon me at any moment, I carry myself in spirit to my deathbed to bid adieu to this world, and to make now, for that occasion, a clear and solemn promise, I'm sorry, solemn protestation of those sentiments and affections with which I intend to terminate my mortal career and enter into my eternity. And now he has 15 individual paragraphs. Obviously, I can't read the whole thing, but I'll read a little bit of it. So the first one begins, I have sinned. I confess it with all the bitterness of my soul. I detest with all my heart all the faults that I have committed during my life. And he goes on asking pardon, etc. The second point, since my wretched body has been the cause of my offending my dear God so much, with my whole heart I make a total sacrifice of it to my Lord as a just punishment. Not only do I resign myself to descend into the tomb, but I rejoice and thank God who has given me this means of paying my debt. The third point, I thank my parents, companions, and friends for the charity they have shown me in putting up with all my defects. And I thank them for the favors and all the assistance which in their goodness they have given me. And he goes on to ask their pardon and praise for them. Number four, as God, in his inscrutable providence, has wished that I should have the disposal of temporal interests, I ask pardon if I have not made use of them, the use of them that he expected of me. As he alone is my Lord, the Lord of all, I again place everything in his hands. And then he makes a disposition for whatever small uh, possessions are his. Number five, with regard to the most important point, which is the spiritual preparation for that day, which will be my last, I render the most sincere thanks to God for having thus disposed of me and taken me out of this world. I salute and desire and bless the day that will put an end 
to my own sins and take me away from the midst of so many sins that are committed on the earth. Number six, I entrust my death to the love and care of my heavenly mother. In her tender arms, I place my last hour and my last sighs. It is in the arms of this mother that I wish to leave this world and enter into eternity. And it goes on. Number seven, I recommend in a special manner my passage to the to eternity to St. Joseph, the spouse of Mary. And then he mentions his patron saints. Number eight, for everything concerned with the time and circumstances of my death, after the example of my divine Redeemer, I resign myself to fully to whatever the Heavenly Father has arranged for me. And I accept the death that God in his eternal decrees considers best for me. That's number eight. And again, number 15, I'm not going to read them all, but it's just beautiful. And even the ones I read, I just read the, the first couple sentences, and it's a paragraph for each one. But the point is, this man, St. Joseph Apostle, a priest, who lived after his ordination, I don't know, 20 years maybe, accomplished so much. And in, in St. John Bosco, in the sermons, because he knew it personally, they both lived in Turin, St. Joseph of Bosco was about three years older than Don Bosco. But Don Bosco outlived him by some 20, 20 some years. But at any rate, he mentions in here that when St. Joseph Tafaso was dying, he knew his end was approaching. He was on his bed in his room, and he says he was praying continuously, ejaculations, just praying continuously. And if people wanted to see him, he received them charitably, but then he would bid them leave as soon as the business or the question they had was done, so that he could continue to prepare himself for eternity. So every time we have the death of a fellow parishioner or a relative, a loved one, a friend, it should remind us one day it will be me. And the saints had this motto, memento mori, remember death. And another thing that we find in a number of saints is this counsel, live each day as if it were to, to be your house. So if you had a revelation from God, or your guardian angel appeared to you, and was revealed to you, today is going to be your last day. You will die at the end of the day. You will die tonight. If we knew that, how would we live that day? And we should try to live every day as if it were going to be the last. So let us learn from this Occasion of the death of a loved one, death of a fellow parishioner, death of a fellow member of our confraternity, and live in such a way that when that time does come, because we know it is inevitable, that we will be as well prepared as possible to enjoy a happy eternity.